Yo, 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 what's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast on this Tuesday. I got some Royal Rumble talk. I'm gonna be ringing to you guys. I'm gonna be ranking my top eight favorite matches that took place at the event. I'm gonna run that down. And in the second half of the show, I'm gonna be talking about some of my favorite Royal Rumbles throughout the history of the event. And lastly, to close out this episode, I'm going to give you guys a sneak peek into one of the most controversial episodes that I am going to be talking about, and it has to do with The Fiend, The Eater Worlds, Bray Wyatt. I'm going to talk about some little things that I'm going to be really discussing on the podcast. All this is coming up next, right here on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. Hey, yo, Edgar, where you at, man? Are you right there? All right, bet. You know what to do, bro. Hit that intro, man. Let's go. Welcome to... You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Y'all know what time it is. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble's around the corner. I'm pretty excited. Um, I'm going to be doing some things today in terms of Royal Rumble. I got this podcast. And later on, I'm going to be just relaxing at the crib and uh, watching some of my favorite Royal Rumble matches in the history of the Royal Rumble. And Royal Rumble, to me, and I know a lot to you guys as well, is one of our favorite pay-per-views of the year because of the unpredictability now, we have a lot of unpredictability this year, which is a good thing, but at the same time, in regards to the rumors that we're hearing and everything in terms like Bill Goldberg and Vince McMahon not knowing who's going to win the men's and women's Royal Rumbles, maybe he does, and maybe we might get one of our favorites in terms of winning the Royal Rumble, but the other one, Vince McMahon is going to go with his pick. So I'm pretty nervous in terms of that, but overall, as a Royal Rumble event, I'm really excited, and I do this every single year as the Royal Rumble approaches. I watch some of my favorite matches that took place from the Royal Rumble, and I watch some of my favorite Royal Rumble matches. Now, I'm going to be doing that, like I said, after this podcast, but right now, I want to be talking about some of my best Royal Rumble matches that took place at the event. I'm not going to waste enough time. I'm just going to go right into the shit, and I'm going to talk about number one, Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit. From Royal Rumble 2001. Chris Benoit. Oops. I might get in trouble. This match was phenomenal. This match was great. This match was for the Intercontinental Championship. This match is the definition of how to book an Intercontinental Championship match. The Intercontinental Championship match needs to be a high point as to basically say, if you win this title, you are next in line to challenge for the world championship. We're not getting that nowadays. The Intercontinental Championship right now is irrelevant, and it needs to bring back the prominency. We'll see what's popping with that, but Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, two of the most technical professional wrestlers in this game, in this business, and they went out and they stole the show. For show. Now, I want to talk about number two, because this one, number one and number two, I was going back and forth between but I ultimately put this one that I have at number two at the number two spot. And I have to do with Mick Foley 
versus Triple H from Royal Rumble 2000. You want to talk about hardcore? Motherfucker, you don't get any more hardcore than Mick Foley versus Triple H. And I love that I watched Untold with Mick Foley and Triple H and how Triple H pretty much said that match and the rivalry with Mick Foley pretty much made him a main event player. I love that Triple H kind of admitted that because that was pretty much what the feud was all about. It was to get Triple H to that next level. It was to get Triple H to that next top stage. And he put on a killer performance with Mick Foley, one of the most just scary and just most shocking moments in terms of these stipulation matches was when Triple H pedigreed McFoley face first into thumbtacks. Just cringe now still watching that shit. But one of my favorite matches, not only in Royal Rumble history, but in WWE history as well. Street fight between Mankind, McFoley, and Triple H. Coming in at number three, this is absolutely one of the best triple threat matches in WWE history. I'm talking about John Cena versus Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Royal Rumble 2015. I know for a fact that this match was pretty much a skill to see if Seth Rollins can hang with the big boys. Can Seth Rollins become a shark? There's already two sharks in the ring. They could hang and Brock Lesnar and John Cena. But can Seth Rollins become a shark? Can Seth Rollins hang with John Cena and Brock Lesnar? That man passed the test with flying colors. One of the best performances of Seth Rollins' career, and personally one of my favorite triple threat matches in WWE history. Now coming in at number five, or excuse me, coming in at number four, I'm sorry. Coming in at number four is Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit, Royal Rumble 2003. Technical wrestling, mat wrestling, submission wrestling, anything you want to call it. That's what this match was. Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit are some of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I love their submission based. I love that they implement submission, high flying, and power into one moveset. I think that's really cool. You know what I mean? Variety is very uh, important to me in terms of watching a match. They are obviously some of the best storytellers in this business. And they went out and they stole the entire show. Great match between Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit as that comes in at number four. Coming in at number five is John Cena versus AJ Styles. Royal Rumble 2017. John Cena and AJ Styles. I'm going to tell you this. I hear a lot of people say CM Punk and Edge is the best rival for John Cena, and you guys might be right. But AJ Styles is absolutely in my top three. I would say the greatest rival for John Cena is Edge, number one, CM Punk, number two, AJ Styles, number three. This match was outstanding. They also had a killer bout at SummerSlam, and they duplicated that even more so at the Royal Rumble. Awesome stuff between John Cena and AJ Styles. Coming in at number six, we have The Rock versus Mankind, Royal Rumble 1999. What did I just say earlier with Mick Foley? This guy can take punishment. 
like no one's business. You want to talk about chair shots? I'm happy that we don't see chair shots to the head anymore. I love that. The concussion protocol, they're taking it seriously. God bless them. That was the right call, right decision. But my fucking God, bro. The chair shots that mankind was taking by The Rock. Oh, my God, dog. I was laughing, but at the same time, I'm just cringing at the same time because it was just absolutely brutal. The Rock just grabbing the steel chair and whamming and whamming and whamming mankind to the point where The Rock hit mankind with a steel chair in the back of the head and mankind went down on his knees and still got up. That was some absolute just carnage from both of them in one of my favorite Royal Rumble matches of all time between The Rock and Mankind. Coming in at number seven, this is going to be a controversial one. I don't give a fuck. I love this match. This was the strap match from Royal Rumble 2020 between The Fiend and Daniel Bryan. Let's keep it 100. Bray Wyatt really hasn't had classic matches throughout his career. That's not his fault. It's just the way his character is portrayed. Daniel Bryan is going to go down as the best rival for Bray Wyatt. Simple. That's his greatest rival in Daniel Bryan. And they had an elacious strap match. I love that the crowd during the match was quiet when we heard the strap get hit. You know what I mean? With two opponents. And it was some good stuff. Daniel Bryan selling him. The Fiend non-selling these straps. And I seen during the match when Daniel Bryan was hitting Bray Wyatt... You can tell Bray Wyatt was kind of hurting. He was no-selling it, but at the same time, I know that motherfucker was hurting. It was some good stuff. One of my favorite Royal Rumble matches, and easily one of my favorite Bray Wyatt matches throughout his entire career, because he really hasn't had a lot of them. Let's keep it 100 on that, man. He really hasn't. And uh, the best rival for The Fiend and Bray Wyatt is Daniel Bryan. No question. Coming in at number eight, Another controversial one. I love this match so much. One of my favorites, man. Royal Rumble 2007 in a last man standing match. The biggest performance of Umaga's career. Let's take a moment to RIP him. RIP Umaga. Uh, He went one-on-one with John Cena. And like I said, a last man standing match. That was absolutely one of the most underrated, in my opinion, last man standing matches we've ever seen. The ring ropes broke. We seen John Cena do everything he had to do to put the monster down. His F5 wasn't working or the FU wasn't working. I don't know why they changed the FU to the attitude adjustment, you know, the PG product, whatever. But he did a lot of the FUs. They weren't working. Umaga kept popping up. Umaga was really built up as this dominant monster, one of the most underrated monsters in WWE history. But we've seen the STF apply to Umaga as John Cena wrapped the ropes, you feel me, around Umaga's neck and choked the shit out of Umaga. He choked the life out of this fucking man to the point where John Cena's veins were popping out of his fucking neck. He was just gripping that hole, man. That was some intense stuff. Great performance by Umaga. Obviously, another great performance. By John Cena. John Cena really has been delivering in terms of Royal Rumble matches. So you got to give the guy props. And that came in at number eight. Now, I'm going to take a short break. And then I'm going to be talking about my best Royal Rumbles 
in WWE history. Like I said, this is my list. This is my opinion. This might determine how old I am. I'm 25, you guys. So I started watching wrestling around late 1999, early 2000s. So that's the range for me. And uh, most of the list here, you're going to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, you were born around this time, weren't you? Yes, I was. So this is coming up next. So stay tuned. Let's talk Royal Rumble, the best Royal Rumbles in WWE history. I can't wait to get off this and go watch some of my favorite Royal Rumble matches. And let's not waste no time. Let's kick it off. I'm actually going to start at number eight instead of starting at number one. I want to leave that anticipation. You feel me? So I'm going to start with number eight. This is the Royal Rumble 2008. That's kind of funny. Haha. Not really. But Royal Rumble 2008, the return of John Cena in MSG. When I tell you that I absolutely marked the fuck out, that is absolutely an understatement. When I heard John Cena's theme song hit, I'm not joking, I fell out of my chair. I fell out of my chair. I was so happy. I was so ecstatic to see that guy come back. Triple H's face was priceless, man. It was some good stuff. John Cena tapping his wrist like, yeah, my time's here. I'm back. I love it. It was some good stuff, man. That was very enjoyable and one of the most underrated endings to a Royal Rumble. Coming in at number seven is Royal Rumble 2018. Passing the torch as Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Roman Reigns as they were staring down the past and John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and Randy Orton. This moment was really, really cool. I smiled from ear to ear when I seen this. I'm like, oh God, John Cena's looking at Roman Reigns. John Cena's looking at Rollins and Nakamura. Randy Orton doing the same thing. Rey Mysterio doing the same thing. It was a very cool moment. They didn't even touch... For a couple minutes, they just just watched and listened to the fans, how they were just cheering and their admiration to them. It was some good stuff, man. And then they started brawling, and at the end of the day, Nakamura won the Royal Rumble. Very good decision. But overall, that ending was very fantastic. And the Royal Rumble match, period, was very enjoyable. It really, really was. Now, coming in at number six, this is Royal Rumble 2002, the return of the game, Triple H. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever torn your quadricep? I haven't. Seeing the video of Triple H coming back, I actually, I swear to God, I'm not playing. I cried just a bit. I'm not even bullshitting you. I was so shocked and so happy to see Triple H come back. I I was shell-socked. I really was. He came out. 
the game. The fans went absolutely bonkers. It was some good shit. I said to myself, holy shit. I said that like 10 times. Triple H coming in and cleaning house, ultimately eliminating Kurt Angle to win the Royal Rumble. The fans going on their feet. I'm over there cheering and jumping in joy. It was some very, very cool stuff. He went to WrestleMania, faced Chris Jericho, won both championships. The rest is history. Great stuff from the Royal Rumble 2002 with Triple H's return. Coming in at number five. Here we go. Top five. Yes, this is number five to me. I know this might be higher on people's list, but this is number five. This has to do with the Royal Rumble 2006. Rey Mysterio paying respect to Eddie Guerrero by winning and lasting one full hour. R.I.P. Eddie. This match, the way they scripted this entire match, I'm not saying that it was obvious Ray was winning, but you can kind of tell where they were leading towards. Ray Mysterio put up a iconic performance in this match. He lasted one hour. Unbelievable stuff. One of the best moments and one of the best Royal Rumble matches in company history. Royal Rumble 2006, Rey Mysterio. Now coming in at number four. This is where we get to it, man. Royal Rumble 2020, Drew McIntyre not only eliminating Brock Lesnar, but winning the entire Royal Rumble match. I'm saying this right now. I set this leading up to the Royal Rumble. And it was simply this. Whoever eliminates Brock Lesnar, they're winning the Royal Rumble. Period. Point blank. End of story. End of discussion. Drew McIntyre eliminated Brock Lesnar. And I was hoping that they had Drew McIntyre eliminate Brock Lesnar. And when Drew McIntyre hit that Claymore on Brock Lesnar, the crowd absolutely went bananas. They went bananas. It was absolutely one of the most Best moments when it comes to a crowd reaction in company history. It's up there with John Cena's return. It's up there with Triple H's return. Eddie, um, not Eddie Grill, uh, Rey Mysterio winning for Eddie and winning the Royal Rumble. Drew McIntyre's performance eliminating Brock Lesnar was absolutely phenomenal. The crowd was insane. They were jumping. The camera was shaking because how just excited the fans were when Drew McIntyre won. I was up there jumping for joy at home while watching. I was I was praying like, okay, Drew, eliminate Lesnar. Please eliminate Brock Lesnar. When he eliminate Lesnar, I screamed from the top of my lungs. I was so happy for him. Now, coming in at number three. So three, two, one. You guys might not agree with them. You guys might agree with them. These might actually be in the order of what you guys think. I'm going to find out. Let me know what you guys think of the list. And also let me know what you guys think of some of the best Royal Rumble matches that I named. But coming in at number three is Royal Rumble 2007. Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker had one of the greatest endings to a Royal Rumble in WWE history. This is funny because the last two 
in this Royal Rumble are the two men that I consider one and two in terms of being the greatest of all time. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what I'm about. The Undertaker is number one. The Undertaker will forever be number one. Shawn Michaels will forever be number two. Nobody has stepped into them, period, point blank. Those are my two favorites of all time. And when I seen those two in the last in the Royal Rumble, y'all, I was excited. I was pumped up. I was thrilled. I couldn't wait to see what these two were going to do. They lasted. They lasted a long time. Like, they looked like they actually had a singles match in the Royal Rumble. The fans were absolutely on their feet. At the end of the day, Shawn Michaels attempted a sweet chin music, got caught. Undertaker threw, Undertaker, threw uh, Shawn Michaels over the top rope. Shawn Michaels got eliminated. Undertaker won the Royal Rumble. And I love that both men really paid respect to each other. As to pretty much say, all right. Shawn Michaels pretty much saying, you got me. Undertaker nodding his head at Shawn Michaels like, yeah, I did get you. I'll see you again now. Years later, we saw them again. And the rest is history with that. But the Royal Rumble was very good. I really enjoyed it. And it was really built around Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. And I really enjoyed that. Some good stuff. Coming in at number two, Royal Rumble 2001, Kane's historical performance lasting 53 minutes. Outside of The Undertaker, Kane is one of my favorite characters in professional wrestling history. This guy is a monster. He lasted 53 minutes, throwing everybody over the top rope. This one over the top rope. That one. This one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know? He was absolutely dominating the Royal Rumble. <clears throat> and it was some good stuff. I was pretty shocked at the way he was dominating, quite frankly. I'm thinking, what the fuck? This guy is dominating everybody. He's making everybody look like they're bitch. It was some good stuff. I really enjoyed it. And Kane's performance, one of my favorites of all time. Speaking of all time, I was not born around this time. I just wasn't. I had to go back and watch this. And I did, and I'm going to do it again as soon as I get off this podcast. Royal Rumble 2000, or not 2000, Royal Rumble 1992, excuse me. Ric Flair entered at number three and lasted 59 minutes and 26 seconds. Woo! When I talk to people, because I, I talk to these people, man, and I ask, what's your favorite Royal Rumble of all time? Nine times out of ten, everyone says the 1992 Royal Rumble. So I'm like, okay, these people are saying that. Let me go back and watch. Oh, okay, now I see why you guys say that. Okay. Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair killed it, man. Ric Flair just stole the entire show. It was very entertaining. And at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is absolutely one of my favorites of all time. Obviously, I watched it years later, and uh, it was very enjoyable. Ric Flair is one of the greatest of all time. And him pretty much going in there with this title, defending it and retaining it inside the Royal Rumble, paved the way for Roman Reigns to defend his championship and so on and so forth. I love that WWE can add that stipulation where a world champion doesn't defend his title at the Royal Rumble, but he defends it inside the Royal Rumble. So that's my list of my top favorite Royal Rumble matches 
in WWE history, and I also did my top Royal Rumble matches of all time. Now, I want to talk about The Fiend real quick. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. When I tell you this is going to be one of the most controversial episodes, I'm not playing with you. I am absolutely the biggest Fiend fan in the IWC. I love The Fiend. I think The Fiend is fantastic. But even I have to admit, WWE has absolutely did The Fiend dirty. I'm getting amped for it already. I'm getting pissed already. I am absolutely going to document Bright Wyatt, The Fiend, Eater Worlds. Stay tuned to that. I will let you guys know on social media. Speaking of social media, follow your boy on Twitter at JordanTCK918. That's where I will update you guys on when I'm going to post it. Follow me on Instagram at JTCreative1-Dash. And follow the podcast on IG at the Wrestling Takeover Dash Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Anchor. Follow on Spotify and other podcast platforms. I love each and every one of you. Shout out to Raskamino. I know you guys are listening. I love you guys. Thank you for following. And thank you for everybody that is also following the IG account. I'm gaining followers. I'm near 100. Not really. I'm at 70 followers. Let's get those follows up. I would really appreciate it. Let's get those Twitter followers up as well, too. And we're all wrestling fans of the day. We love this business. We love this product. If it's WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact, any other pro wrestling promotion out there, we love it. I got Monday Night Raw tonight. You guys will be listening to the podcast for Monday Night Raw tonight. And then the big one, the Royal Rumble. I talk about it. Talk about everything Royal Rumble. I hope you guys enjoyed. You guys will be hearing this on Tuesday. So God bless you guys. Love each and every one of you. This is your boy. This is the Creative King. And we always keep it honest on this podcast, then, now, and forever. Also, I lead, I don't follow. Remember that. It's the Creative King, man. I'm out. You guys have a great rest of your day. See you tomorrow for NXT. I got the Glock in my robbery. 17 shots, no 38. Yeah, I got the Glock in my robbery. 17 shots, no 38. Yeah, she's fine. Wondering where she be mine. Walk past, I 